When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and shows my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Drafted is a production of Treefort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeartRadio. The first pick. In the 2020 draft. When I finally got that call, it was just surreal. Yeah, so I'm ready. Go, let's go. I'm Keegan-Michael Key, and welcome to Drafted, where eight elite college football players tell their own stories as they try to make the leap from campus to the NFL. Over the next 12 episodes, these athletes will mic themselves up and give us a raw, honest look at what it takes to go from childhood dreamer to college star to this year's NFL Draft. I'm fired about us. Let's go. I'm ready. No producers, directors, or light shining down. No cameras. This is unfiltered real life. Real emotion unfolding in real time. We'll share in the moment when all their hard work does or does not pay off. With millions of dollars and countless years of sacrifice on the line, we'll hear from their parents. I'm so grateful to God that he came into our family. Siblings. Just from the get-go, he just knew what he wanted, to be an NFL athlete. Teammates and coaches, providing a rare, candid look at what it really takes to make it to the National Football League. Every day I'd be putting my body on the line. I've been doing this for my son. Since 1936, the NFL draft has been established to increase the competition between teams by allowing the worst-performing team to pick the best available player. It is a fresh start for the teams and the players. And the stakes couldn't be higher. Teams make or break their future in the draft. The cornerstones of franchises and Hall of Fame players can be discovered at any point. Not just in the prestigious first round, where millionaires are made. By far the biggest week of my life. This is not the team that I thought I would end up on. This year was unique. The 85th NFL Draft, unprecedented in the history of the sport. One of the highlights of these players' young lives happened during the COVID pandemic we we're all experiencing. And soon afterward, unrest unfolded around the country. On the heels of Colin Kaepernick becoming one of the faces of the new civil rights movement, comes a new generation wrestling with a significant racial divide. The league, through its commissioner, recently changed course, announcing its openness to all forms of public protest. The athletes you'll hear from are now living in a new normal leaping into public view with a newfound platform as members of the National Football League and taking on the responsibility that comes with that. 
In April, they couldn't travel to Vegas to receive their jersey from Roger Goodell or walk across the stage the moment they were picked and hear cheering fans. Instead, these athletes watch from a more intimate setting, their homes, in their hometowns. How many? It is here where we find one of the best athletes in this class, Chase Young, a defender so disruptive, opposing coach Lane Kiffin claimed there are only 10 guys like him in the world. Others say he's a generational talent, but that was in college. Now Chase has a new world to conquer, starting one week from today at the draft. Cause I used to, I told you, but I could be 12, 3 for 10. I feel like that little three, two day break helped my muscles recover. I'm a savage. For the past year, Chase Young has listened to the media tout him as a rare find with potential to become one of the NFL's most prolific playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. Of those defensive players, as you mentioned, some studs that will be at the top of the board in any draft year. It doesn't matter. You're always going to have Chase Young at or near the top of that list with his pass rush ability. So if you're looking for immediate NFL success, Chase Young fits the description. Nick and Joey Bosa both had instant impacts. Chase has the same elite skills and now has the same high expectations to change the course of a game and a franchise in the blink of an eye. This man, Chase Young, Ohio State, let's get after it. If he is a football god, if he is Bruce Smith combined with J.J. Watt, it might live up to the Chase Young expectations. And I think this guy's got the goods in him. At six foot five inches, his long stride quickly eats up turf and gets him to the opposing quarterback astonishingly fast. At nearly 270 pounds, his strength overpowers would-be blockers. What he brings to the table is in very high demand. I feel like uh, my playing style, I feel like uh, I'm all around defensive end, just meaning that I, I believe I do it all. I can play in the run game, I can rush the passer, I can drop, I can cover a tight end, I'm back if need be. I feel like I bring aggressiveness and, and just dog-like mentality um, to the game of football. But that's something I'm definitely going to try to carry to the next level. Defensive line and associate head coach Larry Johnson recruited Chase to Ohio State and worked with him to develop the versatile, disruptive defender we know today. Chase and I are really close, and I started doing a recruiting process. And I think what happened, Chase and I, was a real, real conversation. What did he want? What do you want to be? How great a player he wants to be? And then the more I gave him, the more he wanted. So you knew you got a guy who was really talented, but he's also a guy who's very hungry. Most fans don't see the work and dedication it takes to go from that tall, fast, athletic 18-year-old recruit into a nearly unblockable force of nature standing atop the draft. The athletes we all call a natural are often the guys spending the most time in the weight room, watching film and constantly working to improve themselves. His big move in high school was arm over, chop down, and run. That was his move. And if that didn't work, he was stuck. And when he got in trouble, he would go back to that move. As a freshman, he goes to try and he gets knocked out to the sidelines. And I said, Chase, we're not using a high school movie anymore. We're not doing that. We have to get rid of that thing. Telling a highly recruited player to get rid of their most successful move doesn't always sit well. Habits are hard to break. And some top players can get by on their athleticism alone. End of his freshman year going into spring football. 
when we had more time to spend one-on-one just trying to continue to build his toolbox. So what I would do is cut those clips out, show them to him. I said, this is why it doesn't work at this level. And this is why these techniques work. Let me show you the Bosa's brother doing the exact same thing I'm telling you. We're going to train you to do it. Let me show it to you live in situations see it. And we spent hours of watching videotape just how to be a great player. And I think that's the moment it sold him like, God, man, this, this really works, coach. And then going to sophomore year, he was a totally different player. I think, as we say at Ohio State with Coach Jay, is really drinking the Kool-Aid. My sophomore year, you know, I was sipping it, but... Uh... After the 2018 season, that winter, that spring, and that summer, you know, I was drinking gallons all the time. So I think it goes out to Coach Jay. Extra work with him, film study, got real detailed and real specific on everything that he's asked me to do. I mean, he changed from a sophomore to a junior, like night and day. And that's what you want to see happen. But he really did it, took a bigger jump because he had the techniques so early and he just worked on it. And that's something people don't realize. Chase really wants to be the best. And I think that took him through his high school career, and obviously took him through his college career. Despite missing two games due to suspension last season, Young broke the Ohio State single-season sack record and led the nation with 16-and-a-half quarterback takedowns. He became the first defensive player since 2012 to be named a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, but in the end lost out to Joe Burrow, a player he's competing with to be the top pick. Should he be the number one overall pick? Uh, I think he should be the number one draft wow. pick, and, and I think he will be the number one draft pick. Um, he is the most dominant player at his position in all of college football. Mock draft boards and pundits have the phenom going either first overall to Cincinnati, number two to Washington, or third to the Detroit Lions. But what does all this hype and the prospect of being picked in the top three mean to Chase and his family as they await the draft from home? I do like this shirt, though. Huh? You got to look hard, huh? Yeah, it don't fit you. I mean, it fits your arms and stuff really well. You know? I don't even say something. You're going to be good in a minute. You're going to be good in a minute. Just be patient. Be patient. You're going to be fine. In a minute. You're going to be able to buy a million shirts. <laughs> Right now, in quarantine, it's all about being patient and focusing on what the young playmaker can control. I just celebrated my 21st birthday with my family and a few friends and um, just chilling the house and um, just, just spend some time together. Spending time with his friends and family, waiting for his name to be called, preparing his body for the upcoming season. He said, block out the noise and we set, basically we do what we do, basically. What's that, 305? Getting strong, champ. Getting my shit back. Yeah. I'm telling you, that first week of camp, when I'm good, when I'm, when I'm with it, it's a wrap. They don't know that. You know what they told me? You know what they said, though? They said eight and a half. That's it. Said eight and a half. Sports Illustrated. It's cool. It's cool. But the, the analyst or somebody in the, in the jump said, all the past rookies got like nine, 10. He's like, I'm sure Chase break the 10 mark. 
Chase's former Ohio State teammate, Nick Bosa, led all rookies with nine sacks last season. Already, he's setting his sights on surpassing that, going after the rookie record for sacks set by Javon Kurse at 14 and a half. It's this dogged pursuit of greatness and his pursuit of opposing quarterbacks that led to Chase's nickname, The Predator. He's going to be expected to be Jadavion Clowney. He's going to be expected to be Miles Garrett, Khalil Mack, that great outside pass rusher. And you think if he's picked first overall by the Bengals, Chase will play only a few hours from Ohio State's campus. If he goes second to Washington, Young will play home games just 20 minutes away from the community he grew up in, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Yeah, it'll definitely be an honor, you know. That's the team I've been growing up watching uh, my whole life. And, um, you know, to be able to go play, uh, you know, for him right in my backyard um, will definitely, definitely be a blessing just because, you know, my family will be close and uh, can come see me play. Chase's family has played a major role in his life, sharing their work ethic, commitment to detail, and even their athleticism. Young's father, Greg, was a basketball player, and his uncle, Bernard Joseph, played defensive end for Virginia Tech. Family's real big for me. Um, you know, just people that you know that, that, that always have your back. And, uh, you know, I try to keep those people as close as possible. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Um, you know, they raised me, made me, helped me become the man I am today on and off the field. And uh, they definitely deserve to, uh, you know, be a little prideful because they were key people that helped me get to where I am today. And, you know, I can't say I would be here without them. Growing up in Maryland, he had a lot of off-field interests while attending St. Vincent Pilate High School. Every night up in the club, getting money with the thugs, I never when I met you. He was a talented singer and musician. As I grew up, my mom would put me in chorus um, and things like that, so you can say I'm pretty good. But as he got older, the Predator knew his true calling wouldn't involve his voice or instruments. I had a lot of dreams would just be one of the best football players ever to play the game. My dream was to be one of the best players in high school, the best player in the state of Maryland. They all came to reality. As the draft approaches, Chase carries heavy expectations. Teams and fans envision greatness from him, and the bar is as high as it can be. I hear a lot of teams um, that, are, that are interested, but wherever I go, I'm, I'm gonna put my best foot forward. Some prospects struggle under the weight of this immense pressure. Some even break completely. Is 21-year-old Chase ready for what the football world and tens of millions of dollars in salary will soon demand? Does he fear not living up to fans who expect an immediate game-changing talent? Where his journey will take him, we don't know. But what we do know is that journey begins the moment in the draft when his name is finally called. She got something that they all know. She, she might be my... Life as the Predator is a very different experience from what most draft hopefuls go through. For the hundreds of prospects not at the top of the NFL draft food chain, the process is filled with doubt anxiety, and what can feel like a never-ending series of questions. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. 
nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, gonna, not the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hello? Hey, it's Sang? Yeah. Hey, this is Bert Schroth Alliance. How you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Did I say that right? I don't want to... I've got a funny name, so I don't want to <laughs> mess up your name. No, yeah, you do. You're good. Okay. All right. Well, no, I'll be quick. I'm sorry to call so late. It's um, all good. So is this number going to be your draft day number two? Yes. Yes? Okay. That's easy. Um, all right. Have you had any injuries since the senior bowl? No. Um, any off-field incidents, most Wake Forest guys do, but any off-field incidents? <laughs> no. No? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know that would be a tough one for you guys to answer. Um, all right, no, I appreciate the time, man, and good luck this weekend. I know it's been a, a nice, long, four-month interview, Yeah. but um, it'll be good to have a team to be working towards somebody. So. No um, doubt. Yeah, good luck with this process, though, and, and good luck this weekend. I appreciate it. All right, thanks, man. Yep, take care. Meet Isang Bassi, an undersized 5'10 cornerback from Wake Forest, who's projected to be drafted in the mid to late rounds next week. I'm Isang, Isang Bassi. I'm from Columbus, Georgia. Uh, Georgia boy. 
Columbus, Georgia sits about 100 miles southwest of Atlanta, in a state where high school games and college recruiting are particularly fierce. A lot of people question my size, I'm a smaller guy or whatever, but you know, that's never ever mattered to me when I was playing ball. Like I never even knew my size was an issue in my game until this whole draft process started because I've always been the type of player to, you know, attack anybody who's in, who lines up in front of me. Uh, it's never never backed down from anything. Despite the upcoming draft being touted as the year of the wide receiver, with a dozen top-rated pass catchers expected to be selected in the first two rounds, someone has to cover all these new weapons in the league on defense. And so it's a saying's athleticism, aggressive nose for the ball, and 4-4-6 speed that caught the attention of scouts. In his four seasons in the ACC, he totaled 227 tackles, five interceptions, and 45 broken up passes. Lofty numbers for someone playing his position. My hope on draft day is that my name gets called uh, flat out. That's my biggest concern, and for my family to, you know, see see that happen for me, and you know, know that all the support they put into me, you know, was worth it. That feeling for them as well. For many players, the journey to the NFL is a group effort. It's a collective dream about more than just a career playing football. This is especially true for a Sang's family. They're Nigerian immigrants, which isn't too unusual in the NFL. But their story is. About to go get my brother and make sure he comes out to eat dinner. So a lot of times when he's hungry, you know, he doesn't, he can't communicate that he's hungry. So we, you know, we kind of know uh, he suffers from autism. He has autism. Um, he's been in the house with us, living with us, you know, my whole life. I've seen him grow up and, you know, had to kind of take care of him, at being the younger brother my whole life. You're going to sit with him? Let me give you a napkin. Oh, just make sure, because he might end up just not eating the... You can make sure he eats the... Yeah, I'll just mix it in. Yeah, at least the egg. He won't eat it. The rest will... Thank you. Here. You are? Yeah, I'm a you are. There you go. So my mom was saying he's not allowed upstairs for a minute because he was kind of jumping around screaming the other day. And he like accidentally bumped in one of our cabinets <laughs> and broke one of the cabinets. So she's still kind of mad about that. So he's very, very hyperactive. When people think of autism, you know, they think of like how uh, functional they can do this, that, but he, you know, he's, I'm sure you can probably hear, he, he's down there like yelling, screaming, doing his own thing. But no, I, I love him. And he, he's actually a big reason why I, I play football. And, one of the things that, that keeps me going. So, you know, everybody in my family kind of, like my brother's in medical school because of my brother. My dad's a doctor, obviously, he takes care of people every day. My mom's a teacher, she's special ed. You know, that's kind of her thing. Um, sister's a nurse. So everybody's kind of has those, you know, keep him in mind with their careers. And with me being the athlete of the family, you know, he can't play sports, organized sports, so that's kind of, you know, how I express my, you know, thinking of him, you know, how, how the impact he has on me. Just, you know, I, I play because he can't and I eventually want to be able to take care of him, you know, 
give him the best care that he needs. And, you know, it's really cool to see how my whole family kind of rallies around him and, you know, it, he impacts all of us so much, so. And I, I know football and this, this path I'm on and everything I'm doing, uh, th that's kind of been one of the main driving factors for it. While Asang's brother has been an inspiration pulling him toward his NFL dream, he's not alone. Another force has also been pushing Asang's journey forward from behind the scenes. My biggest fan is definitely my mom. <laughs> definitely my mom. For the past two years, or actually three years, she's made it to like every football game, home and away. Um, she's, she like takes off work. She'll take off work on the Friday and come, come to the game. Hi, good afternoon. My name is Umar Bassi. I'm Esang Bassi's mother. I always have mixed feelings when I talk about this because Esang was the baby of the family. And personally, I wanted a girl. I already had two boys before him. So when the dad told me it was another um, male, I was like, oh. But then I immediately asked God for forgiveness because I was um, a little bit worried on how to raise a three males in the same home. Um, I kind of initially had a mixed feelings, but I'm so grateful to God that he came into our family. She's always been, been my biggest fan. She's always been the one that went to all my games in Little League, Pee Wee. She took me to all my math tournaments, my whatever I was doing in school. She was on me for my academic stuff. She was always at my award ceremonies. Uh, she keeps all my trophies, everything I have. So it's, it's definitely my mom that I'll say is my, my number one fan. Football is his life. That was his statement. And if this is what it is, we have no choice. You've done all that we expected of a child. However, I never at any point in time let him slack with the education. His high school coaches will tell you how many times I've threatened to take him off whenever he had a B. I mean, or he didn't turn in assignment. I just didn't want him to think football is it. I've always tried to make him understand you have to have something to lean back on in case this doesn't work. There's a saying in sports that you can't teach size. For the Chase Youngs of the world, this works in their favor. For many others, like a saying, it raises a lot of doubt. Teams have been known to shy away from smaller players for fear of injury, that their production won't translate, or that they simply can't match up with bigger, stronger opponents. Eight of the top receivers expected to be drafted this year are at least four to six inches taller than a saying. That alone puts his draftability in serious jeopardy. We'll be right back. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never see me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. That's my And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hold on a second. So am I recording stuff or am I just, uh, hold on a sec. If there's one prospect who never doubted his place in football, it's Jeff Okuda. Jeff was Chase Young's teammate at Ohio State and a well-known cornerback prospect. Jeff Okuda, 21, Dallas, Texas, Ohio State University, cornerback. This is the same position Asang plays, and Jeff's role on defense isn't all he and his sister Karen have in common with Asang. Hi, this is Karen Nakuda. Um, so Jeffrey and I were Nigerian. Both of our parents are Nigerian, so my mom was born in Nigeria. We have that background. That's how we were raised. With both Jeff and Asang being brought up by Nigerian immigrants and both playing cornerback, it's difficult not to compare the two. Jeff played three years in college. Asang played four. On paper, Asang's collegiate stats dwarf Jeff's on-field accomplishments. But stats can be deceiving, especially for NFL draft picks. My family calls me Jeff, but you know, Ohio State, everyone's like, you know, Jeff's a little bit boring. One of the coaches was like, like, today you're not going to be Jeff, you're going to be Hefe. You know, so then everyone started going crazy, and then everyone started saying, free Hefe. And then from there, it just kind of grew. Having the fans, they just loved it, so... They're stuck with it. I don't know. It's strange hearing everyone call him Jeff or Hefe and all this stuff. I've just always known him as my baby brother. Like, it's weird to see him come as far as he has. But I've just always known him as someone who I have to protect and just someone who I just feel the need to do everything for. The days of his older sister needing to protect little brother Jeff are long gone. Jeff is now six foot one, 205 pounds, and an almost certain top 10 pick in the NFL draft. His career stats are low, 88 tackles, three interceptions, 21 passes broken up, due to a shocking reason. He is good at football. He is so good, in fact, opposing teams essentially choose not to play against him. Most opponents simply didn't attempt to pass to the receivers he defended. An extraordinary sign of respect in football. I I think I worked really hard um, just um, 
I mean, people always assume that, you know, just being a five-star and all that, uh, things are kind of easy. Five-star recruits are the top-rated players coming out of high school into college. This year, across the entire country, only 28 players received the five-star distinction. I, I know for me, just behind the scenes, I put a lot of work even to, to become a five-star, to, to go to Ohio State, be successful. So a lot, a lot of sacrifices have been made. I'm, I'm about to record while we just run for a little bit. Like, record you talking, like... Yeah, just talking type shit. Just, they wanted us to have, like, like, everyday lifestyle type shit. Ready? <laughs> Tricky ass terrain. Right. I feel like I'm running uphill but diagonal. For <laughs> all types of swing. I run up a hill like this. Oh God. Moonwalking up the hill. Tusi sliding up the hill. We still got 20 seconds. Here's Jeff's former college defensive coordinator and associate head coach Greg Schiano on those sacrifices. It was nothing uncommon in the middle of end of February to drive in and, and be doing something Saturday afternoon as a coach and then you hear some some noise and you walk out there and he's out there working technique with one of his buddies, you know, uh, at a time when most college kids are laying around playing video games. I mean, he was just that driven. I just remember Jeffrey from the get-go saying, I love football and I want to be an NFL star. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to know that I've made it when I can take care of my mom and myself. So just from the get-go, he just knew what he wanted, was to be an NFL um, athlete. You can just tell he was someone that had a goal that he wanted to achieve. And it was, I guess, strange seeing it in like a sixth grader when I would see it. But now that we're at this point, I just think it's so crazy. So how has this sixth grader come within one week to fulfilling his prophecy? How did middle school Jeff turn into Jeff the five-star recruit? What was so unique about his family and upbringing? In like the Igbo which is what my parents are, the Igbo mindset in a way is you go to school, you don't miss school, you get A's. The Igbo are an ethnic group native to southern Nigeria. This is the culture Jeff and Karen's mom, Marie, grew up in. And like a saying, in his household, Jeff and Karen were raised with the same high expectations. In the Igbo, there's no such thing as like a B or a C, like why are, you're going to school to get A's, to be a doctor, to be a pharmacist, to be a nurse, to be some type of like accountant, and what other point is there for you to go to university than to be those set things? I don't really think football or some type of sport is like a career to most, let's say, Nigerians, something like that. Like, that's not a job. That's a hobby. It's not a job. And that's a lot of times where Jeffrey and I were kind of like, in our own mindset, free spirit way of thinking, which kind of we got into trouble for that here and there for being so different. But... I remember him telling my mom that he was going to go to the NFL. I know it gives me chills just to think about. I remember when he would say something that he wants to do, and regardless of what it will like come to as like a cost or whatnot, he'll just go ahead and fight for that. I'm just so proud of him. Jeff's level of focus is nearly unprecedented in college football. Over the last two seasons, no opposing player topped 50 receiving yards against him in a game. This season, he didn't have a single holding or pass interference penalty, and he was only beat for one touchdown the entire year. He wasn't perfect, but he certainly was close. I think it's just my technique. Um, I try to consider myself a technician because I know that 
I mean, when, all, when everyone that's athleticism fades away, it's like now all you're left with is your technique. So I try to sharpen my sword every chance that I can get. It's not only technique and physical ability that separate Jeff as a dominant player. He's as mentally strong as anyone in the draft, thanks in part to the few people he could lean on the most. Just thinking about who that stand out to me is just my aunt, Jane, um, what she did, something I'll, I'll forever be appreciative of her for. My name is Jane Obodo. I am Jeff's aunt. Also, Jeff um, was a student of mine in middle school. He happened to be having a problem at, at the time. I happened to be in the office when the teacher that he was having like a, like a mild altercation with. And so the teacher came in to report to the dean and said, hey, um, Jeffrey Okuda, you know, disrupting my classroom. This was in eighth grade, you know. He had like, he had an African last name and me being Nigerian, I took like more interest in knowing why, you know, this child was acting the way the teacher had described him to be acting. I said, hey, what's going on with you? He, he kind of told me what was going on with him. He didn't have, I think, a novel in the class or a textbook or something. And, and he felt the teacher was calling him out. So I said, okay, can you tell me why you don't have this textbook or this novel? And he said, um, because we can't afford it because of how sick the mom Marie was. What Jane didn't know then is that Jeff's mom, Marie, had been in and out of the hospital since Jeff was two years old. And I said, okay, what do your parents do? And he said, my mom does not have a job. And he said, my mom is a nurse. And I said, okay, your mom is a nurse. How come she doesn't, you know, can I help out, you know? And then at that point, he broke down and started crying. And he said, my mom has cancer. And I started crying too. I purchased the book for him. I called my husband and I said, hey, I had this story today that just breaks my heart, you know, and there's no way I can come home if I don't go find this lady and find out where she is. So I, I reached out to the mom almost immediately. And the mom just kind of told me her story and told me she was very sick. She was alone and all that. From that moment forward, Jane Obodo became Aunt Jane, a permanent fixture in Jeff and Karen's lives and their eventual guardian and caretaker later in life. Though, they had some issues to sort out first. Jeff loves football. Jeff thinks, eat, and breathes football. I wasn't a football fan. I didn't like football. So when Jeff came to me in ninth grade and said, hey, auntie, I want you to support me. And I said, oh my God. I said, Jeff, I don't like that sport. It's violent, you know, all the head injuries. And I remember him saying, auntie, I need you to support me. I'm going to put my best in this sport. And I'm not going to disappoint you. Every D1 school out there is going to offer me a scholarship. That's my goal. And I'm going to work towards it. My reaction, I think, in terms of Jeffrey saying you want to be an NFL athlete was just, yeah, okay. That was me when I was younger. It was, yeah, okay, we all want to be things, blah, blah, blah. And I know, like, we hear that, like, kids say, I want to be a doctor. Or, I want to be a firefighter and stuff like that. But I think it wasn't until high school that I really started to see what everyone else was seeing in terms of technique and form and just drive. Like, this kid was actually wanting to be an NFL athlete. Um... I guess I realized how good he was, I'll say maybe between his sophomore and his junior year. So 
when the scholarship started coming in, that's when I kind of understood how special he was and how much work he had put into this game. So he also likes to please me. I know that he likes to make me happy. I told him that he, his grades have to be up so we can get a Stanford scholarship. By the time Stanford came in, I think he already had like 15, 15 D1 schools, in, including Ohio State. Here again is former Ohio State defensive coordinator and associate head coach Greg Schiano. He was part of the team trying to recruit Jeff. The first couple times that I went to his high school to see him practice at South Grand Prairie High School, I mean, you watch him when they're doing one-on-one pass coverage. He's just a, an intense competitor. He has great length and really, really fine speed. He, he wants to be the best he can be, striving for perfection. And that jumps out at you very quickly when you watch him practice. You just got the sense that he was a guy that was a special player and that if we could somehow lure him out of the state of Texas and get him to come to Ohio State, that that would be a real big uh, feather in our cap at Ohio State. Over time, Jeff and Aunt Jane narrowed down the choice to two schools. So he called me and said, hey, you know, we got the Stanford scholarship and I was very happy. I tried very hard at the time to make him see the need. You know, I said, hey, so you can play football at Stanford and it's great academic. I said, it's almost a half million education for free, Jeffrey. How could you not want that? He had the grades, he had the GPA, he had everything. Jeff is very intelligent. If he wasn't a football player, he might as well be a doctor or an engineer. I tried very much to convince him to go to Stanford. And I said, how can you choose Ohio State over Stanford? He said, if I go to Stanford, I know it will be easy for me to start. He said, Ohio State has a lot of five-star recruits. I will have to, to put in the work to get on the field at Ohio State. I know Stanford is a good school, auntie, but I don't think Stanford has what it takes to prepare me. I want to be a professional football player. And I think Ohio State will better prepare me for that. Former OSU coach, Shiano. One of the things that I think attracted Jeff so much was a lineage of cornerback play that was pretty special, right? So Jeff came there expecting to be the next of a line of really fine corners. He was going to be able to play top-level football against great competition, not only on Saturdays in the Big Ten Conference, but also within his own program every day in practice. And that was something that was very important to Jeff, that he had an environment where he could be the best that he could be. And that's what attracted me to him. So I think the combination of, of maybe not quite a Stanford education, but a good education, coupled with elite-level football in an elite-level football conference, that was something that Jeff couldn't pass up. He's very intentional. He's very deliberate. He knows what he's doing. So at some point he said, Auntie, if you keep insisting that I go to Stanford, I will. But I want you to know that if I don't pan out to be what I've always dreamed to be, it will break my heart. So at that point... My husband and I said, you know what? We'll let him go to wherever he wants to go. Because he does not cease to amaze us. My husband and I and the whole family you know, will always come back and say, oh my God, Jeff is right, or Jeff was right. It's almost like he sat down and just kind of predicted where he was going to be. This kid told me when he was a freshman, he said, Auntie, just go on and support me. Every single D1 school in America is going to want me. 
I'm going to work that hard and I'm going to make it happen. It's just amazing for a kid, you know, his age. He's a child of destiny. You know? Now this 11-year-old's fateful predictions are one week away from finally becoming true, proving himself right to Aunt Jane once again, this time on the biggest stage in football. Draft day, the whole draft day experience, uh, I thought see that's a real big blessing because it's guys that have to put in the same amount of work, but, I mean, they don't have the same chance to, you know, get drafted. So I, I haven't really seen it as a pressure thing. The question is, how high will Jeff be chosen? And what happens after he reaches the goal he set so long ago? Can he maintain his laser focus? Has it become an ingrained, unalterable part of who Jeff Okuda is? When you, come, when you play cornerback at Ohio State, the standard is be a lockdown cornerback. So anything less than that is kind of seen as a disappointment in the eyes of the guys who played before. So I think when you have hold yourself to that standard, then um, going first round or just getting drafted high, it, it kind of just comes along with it, even if you weren't striving for that. Um, it's going to be a moment that I never forget. Coming up on this season of Drafted. I just got to my retreat house that I'm doing my NFL drafting at. I'll be fully expecting you to be a top team pick, even a top seven pick. I get butterflies in my stomach. I actually started to cry. I was crying because I felt like I did something wrong. I just had to be strong, you know. Having your dad as a coach is no walk in the park at all. We used to have to walk around with his birth certificate because they couldn't believe he was the age and the size that he was. I remember just as a little kid, this is something I've been dreaming about. I'm making a promise to myself. You want to be the best? You got to be the best. You got to go take it. You got to take what you want. Jeff, we're so excited to have you here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yes, sir. I'm ready. Go. Let's go. And that's what drafting means to me. It's a chance. Drafted is a production of Treefort Media, Clutch Sports Group, and iHeartRadio. The executive producers are Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Eric Salat, Sean Titone, L. Key, and me, Keegan-Michael Key. The series is produced and written by Eric Weiner. Jared Brom is our coordinating producer. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer. Mixed and edited by Steven Johnson. Additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. For transcripts of the show and more information on Drafted, go to treefort.fm. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. 
Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Ah! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.